Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, it's our pleasure this morning to have uh, Errol and Brenda Falks with us. <laughs> and Sonny and Darlene and their their friends. <laughs> Errol and Sonny are, are like uh, spiritual fathers for this body, so it's uh, special to have them here, and especially special since we're so close to the time of uh, Errol and Brenda going to Cambodia for full-time ministry. Uh, and I, I, I gave a... A message a couple weeks ago, I feel like I'm supposed to share this for uh, maybe you guys, maybe somebody else who's here. Uh, it was it was during Encounter Weekend a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> I was teaching and the Lord gave me this <laughs> revelation of, of what the parable of uh, the vineyard owner meant. The one where... Uh, he goes out to the marketplace early in the morning and he hires some guys to work and he, he goes out later in the morning and hires some more and he goes a couple more times later in the day and he, he keeps hiring these guys and and they all work in the field and then at the end of the day he he pays them all the same. And what that really means is that when we respond to the Lord's call, it doesn't matter where we are in our lifetime, but we can fulfill our destiny. We can completely fulfill our destiny. It wasn't reward that was the same for all those people. It was that they were completely fulfilling their destiny in God. Mm. So, <laughs> yep, you're good. Sure, something first. <laughs> I got to have a left hand up here. Can you all hear me? Yes. What a delight. Mm -hmm. And what an awesome pleasure, and what an awesome honor it is to be here. And when you walk through the doors into this place, we feel it. Mm -hmm. What an awesome place and a platform and a foundation in this house for prophetic word and for establishment of the word of the Lord to go before because he finishes his word. He doesn't neglect his word. 
There's been many words spoken over this house, over the pastor, Jay and Joy, and the leadership here. I just really feel just to set the next two weekends. I've shared this personally with a few people in my personal relationships with them, but I've not shared it before the body of Christ. And I believe this whole next year, we're going to see some things that we've never seen before. And it's going to be awesome about the Father's heart, not only for the prodigals, but for the runts of the family, for the ones that the family doesn't give any credit for. I'm talking about blood families on the earth, the orphans. So if you, in the last year here, you've been questioning your destiny and where you fit in, and what Jay said is the word of the Lord. You just come in. You say, here I am, Lord, because I'm going to finish in a destiny. And I'm not going to die tomorrow, but I'm going to finish in a destiny where I'm going to live life and look it right in the eye because I have the Father's heart. When you have the Father's heart like Jesus had the Father's heart, he looked life right in the eye. And every confrontation that come his way, whether it was demonic, whether it was religious, which is most of the time demonic, <laughs> probably all the time, every situation in his life, he didn't have any problem having the word of the Lord. Sometimes he's even quiet. That was the word of the Lord. We don't have to vocalize the word of the Lord. When we live in the Father's heart, we live the word of the Lord. But I believe this next year, and I believe this is a special time here for this body here, to begin to see, not only amongst yourself, maybe even yourself, a destiny that God's called you to that will even transform and break the powers of the curses of the generations, even in your own bloodline family. If you feel sometimes you've been abused and laughed at because you really want to follow Jesus, this is a time for you. It's a special time. God's not going to bring revenge on those people that did that to you. He's going to heal the heart of the wretched. And you know what? He wants to anoint you to walk with them and have his very eyes and his very heart to do that. It's going to be a special season. The Lord began to give me this word like a month ago. And he's, this last week, when the day went by, he didn't confirm it with somebody coming into my life. Some people I knew, some of them I didn't. And I could see the download from heaven coming upon them. It's like the Father says, I'm choosing them. I'm choosing them like I chose David. Whether they take sandwiches to their brothers and their brothers cuss them and yell at them and do all the kinds of evil against them, I'm sending them. So I say to you today, I believe what the Lord is saying, don't judge by the first things. Only out of the Father's heart walk in his word. For others, 
neighbors. And you'll see families, and you'll see people raised up within families that are going to transform that bloodline. And it'll be the one that would probably be the runt that would be kicked out like a pig litter. I used to raise pigs for a while. You have a runt, you know, they never amount to nothing. But I believe God's saying to us, that's who he chooses. And David was the runt of the family. Think about it. But what did David do? He worshipped. Yes. Yes. When he was alone. When he was abused, he worshipped. When even his mighty men wanted to kill him, he went and worshipped. We can worship with angels. David did that in the Old Testament. And just as homework... Psalms 12, David cries out, help, Lord. Sit, help. By the time Psalms 23 happened, he was seated with the Lord at a table in the midst of his enemies and had no concern what the enemy was doing. He found his place in the Father's heart. Yeah. And if you read Psalms 12 through 23, You'll identify yourself with a lot of the things that's happened. So this is a special, this, this isn't a time to get together where Errol's going to teach just some teaching. This is going to be a mighty impartation time for those that want it. Some of you will get impartation while he's sharing. Some of you just didn't worship. It really doesn't matter. It's between you and the Father. We're not here to add a collection to what we're doing or what this church is doing, we're here to stand beside you yes, so that you can be raised up by the Father. If I can see, I'm going to read Psalms 22, just the last few verses. Here is this great gathering for worship. I have discovered this praise life, and I do what I promise right here in front of God worshipers. Down and out or sit at God's table and eat their fill. Everyone on the hunt for God is here praising Him. Live it up from head to toe. Don't ever quit. From the four corners of the earth, people are coming to their senses. And the Father wants you to see them because He's looking for the body of Christ to walk with them. are running back to God. Long-lost families are falling on their faces before Him. God has taken charge. And now on, He has a last word. All the power mongers are before Him worshiping. If you see power mongers any other way, you need the Father's heart. Because we're not called to judge. He wants to bring in the worst of the worst and raise them up. All the poor and powerless, too, worshiping, along with those who never got it together. If you feel you never got it together, worshiping. Yeah. Our children and their children will get it on this 
as the word is passed along from parent to child, babes yet not conceived will hear the good news. That's bloodline blessing. We'll hear the good news that God does what he says. Every time I come here, I'm a man, man undone just because of the presence of the Lord. Uh, this, <clears throat> this last season, and just even in Thanksgiving and you know, all of these you know, celebrations that we have, and you know, just going through some of the things in my own heart in relation to this weekend and next weekend, and just, I'm just incredibly wowed by, by him, by his, his incredible love. Uh, I was talking with Brenda yesterday, it's like, how, how could it be possible, really, you know, for God to take somebody like me and with and different things that have happened and all that, and just, just love on me, and, and, and different ones over the years, just loving, you know, life back into us when we've, you know, been in those places of brokenness and and hurt and and um, I just get really wowed by the Lord. It's gonna be really hard for me to to share. I think some of the things I because I just want to share from my heart who Papa is, who my dad is, and I, you know, got introduced to him. A long time ago, and didn't really know him like I know him, and I don't know him like I'm going to know him. And just, I mean, even yesterday, just the Lord downloading more of who who He is um, over the next couple of weeks. And I want to, I want to really kind of hone in a little bit on the you know the whole area of spiritual slavery to spiritual sonship, where we can really walk as, as sons and daughters. And, and we know that it's not gender-specific in the Word of God. But there's, I think there's three categories. I think the, the Lord really showed me that there's three categories you know, that He wants to touch over the course of this week and next week. Uh, those who have a good handle on sonship but want to go deeper in the Father's embrace. And there's those of you that are here that have a really good handle on on sonship, and and but there's also this desire to go deeper in the Father's embrace and deeper in the the love of the Father. And then there's those, and I, I really relate to this group, you know, on more than one occasion in my life and in my journey and my walk with Him. But there's those who have had a good handle on walking in sonship, and life circumstances have somehow allowed that orphan spirit to redefine how you live your life by giving it life, the orphan spirit life, rather than sonship life. And it, it, by doing that, it's, it's actually snuffed out some of the, the real sonship and, and that you already, that you know, you've known, but circumstances, and I, I can share, you know, many circumstances and times where 
where this walking in sonship has been really just incredible and then circumstances have come and it's like the rug's been taken out from under my feet and just pulled and, and I, I find myself walking, you know, as an orphan again and it's like, you know, there's, so I, I really believe that there's those that are in that category here and I also know that there's those who have not experienced yet the depth of Papa's love and, and you still live your life as an orphan and you don't, you don't understand what it is to be a true son or a true daughter of my dad and yours. And he's going to bring revelation to you. And I don't know how he's going to do it. That's his job, not mine. I just know he's going to bring revelation. And, and you know, there's, there's a, a lot of things. You know, when, uh, so I'm going to be talking about an orphan spirit. And it's talked about, you know, Jesus talked about it. You know, it's, it's talked about, you know, it's, it's really very clear in the scriptures. You know, the first orphan really was... Lucifer, Satan himself, and cast out of heaven and became, you know, really an orphan. And then, and then he, he's in the garden, and, he, and Adam and Eve become orphaned in the garden just because of his lies and deceptions and so on. And so we've been, we've been working through this whole process of moving from orphan spirit to sonship, you know, all the way through and, you know, church history and, and so on. I'll, I'll go on record and say that Almost without, without a, there's no qualification. It just, if you look at all of the revivalists, all of the ones that have been used mightily of God for revival, every last one of them, every last one of them were radically touched by the love of the Father. Every last one of them. They maybe didn't even understand what was going on. When, but they, if you read through some of the revivalists and read through some of the, the, the encounters they had with this loving Father, it, it's amazing. And there's, there's people in this room this week and, and next week that God is going to touch so radically and going to transform you so radically. I know this because the Holy Spirit really spoke this to me. There's going to be people in this room that are going to be touched so radically by the love of the Father that you'll never, ever be the same. And you will actually be a, a, a history maker. You'll, you'll change history wherever you go. It's, and, and I know he's going to do that. I know he's absolutely going to do that because... He's faithful. He's, he's really good. Um, when, you, when we talk about an orphan spirit, you can't cast out an orphan spirit. It's not, it's not that type of spirit. Um, it's a spirit that feels like it has no home. Um, and it, and it's, it's a, a spirit or an attitude where you feel displaced. And the only way to do that, the only way to, to remove that is to introduce the orphan to a loving father. And when we're talking orphans, we're not talking orphans in the natural realm. We're talking orphans in the spirit realm. And there's many. I, I just read this last week. Um, I know that many of you probably have heard of a guy by the name of Derek Prince. And Derek Prince was probably one of the, he was a prince in the kingdom. There's no, there no question. He was in his 80s before he really got connected to the heart of the Father. And he testifies about it. Where he, he knew that someday he would go home, but he made it home before he went home. He made it home in the Father's house, and, and he made it home in, 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 a, in a real tangible way. So as we go through today and, and next Sunday, um, you'll, you'll, you'll hear me say this more often than not, but here's the deal. Our quest is not to regain our sonship with the Father. We cannot regain something we never had. Rather... Our quest is to enter into the embrace of the unconditional love of Father God and receive a heart of sonship that will displace our orphan heart. 
And there's a lot of things that we can, you know, define the whole orphan heart with. But what, when we are in, in, the, in the Father's house, you know, I, I've had some really good uh, experience in the last little while because we're, we're getting ready, as, as Jay said, we're getting ready to go to Cambodia. And so we've got our, our house, you know, we live in this house that has five bedrooms and we're, you know, reducing five bedrooms to a suitcase. And it's it's kind of really interesting, and it's been uh, interesting, challenging, and emotional, and and you know with all kinds of emotion. You know, like when I look at all of these things that we've gathered over the years, and I memories, you know, and memories, and and memories, and and then you know, Brent and I were sitting on the couch when we still had a couch, and uh, <laughs> and we're sitting on the couch, and and Brenda made this comment. She said, "I don't know if." we're going to be the ones that open these boxes. And we don't, because we just said, yes, Lord, whatever, whatever you want. And, and I was sharing out at the hangar, and many of you know about the hangar on Sonny's property, and I was sharing out there that I don't feel at home anymore in our house. I really feel at home in the Father's house. Yeah. I feel so at home in the Father's house. And I feel really at home in this house and because there's a there's a, an embrace of of the father and and so on an orphan spirit can reside over an individual person over a church over a city over a region or even over a nation and wherever an orphan heart holds sway whether individually or corporately people get up every day feeling they don't belong and i know there's people that feel that and you know there's times that I feel that you know where I don't I, I really don't feel like I don't you know I just don't belong sometimes and and when I allow the orphan spirit to to rule rather than my sonship ruling and walking in my true inheritance as a son and I, I can easily walk in that orphan spirit walk in that place of insecurity and feel like I don't belong feel like I don't fit and all these you know different you know it can be really labeled as thinking thinking you know and um, I don't want to think like that. I want to think like a son. I want to think like a son that's, that, that really came right in through the front door, right into the, right into the father's arms, right into the father's embrace. And, and many of us struggle with that. And, and I know that. Many struggle with that, that he's there with open arms, no matter, open arms, no matter what we've ever done. He's, he's completely always ready and willing to, to embrace us. So when we when we talk about the love of the Father, there's, I, I, the love the love of the Father is so incredibly amazing to me, and and just the the ongoing revelation of the Father's love, you know what Sonny was sharing earlier. There's there's a global move of the Spirit happening now, and I know you all know this. I mean it's it's incredible, and there's an increased increased understanding of the love of the Father. It's it's I I think probably some 30 years ago I didn't understand it. I, I understood it theologically that it was the love of the Father that was going to be the key for all of it. Not just a key for this or a key for that, but it was the key for all of it. The love of the Father is the key for all of it. The way we see others is the key. We've got to see through the eyes of the Father. How does the Father see people? How does the Father see you? You know, I've, I've had it out with the enemy at times. And, you know, I'm, I'll be standing in front of the mirror and I... And I've done this, you know, I, I know I'm a little bit weird, but I've done this. I stood in front of the mirror and I said, okay, demon, whatever you're trying to do right now, have a good look. Have a really good 
look. I want you to look. I want you to see what you see. Now, look again and see me through the blood of Jesus. What do you see? What do you see? He don't see nothing through the blood of Jesus. Doesn't see a thing. And when I look at others, I want to be able to see them through the blood of Jesus. I want to be able to see them through the, the loving eyes of the Father. And if we're going to see a revolution, which we are going to see, we're going to see a revolution of love. We're going to see an incredible revolution of love. In the, in, it's, it's happening now, but it's, and it's gaining momentum. And there's going to be a greater and greater momentum of this love that's so crazy. It's, it's almost impossible to define because it's so crazy, so crazy in love with us. He is. He, he loves us no matter what we've done, no matter where we come from, no matter what our bloodline is. It, it's, it's amazing. We get this incredible exchange of exchanging his life for our life, and, and he just transforms us. And I love transformation. Transformation, I, you know, I could, I could probably stand up here and, and share story after story after story after story of transformation, and there's nothing that excites my heart more than seeing somebody transformed by the love of the Father and just seeing their, their lives just change right before your eyes and and you know they 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 can come to you and then you can look at them with the eyes of the father and they know that you're not going to judge them and their heart just starts opening up and then the love of the father goes in and just shoots in and takes out those fiery darts of the evil one and replaces it with darts of of love and it's been an incredible journey i've been I've been on this journey for over 30-some years now trying to understand the heart of the Father, not just from a theological standpoint, but from an experiential standpoint. And you know, I've read all kinds of books on it. I've, I've prayed all kinds of prayers about it and, and asked the Lord you know, many times, I want, I want to know more. I want to understand more because I know that the understanding of the love of the Father and and, and being able to, to give away the love of the Father is the answer. It's the answer to, to all of our needs. It really is. Not only experiencing it, but once we experience it, we give it away. So I'm excited because I've been experiencing the Father's love this week. And, you know, experiencing the Father's love this morning. You know, walking into the building and just, shoo. It's like, wow, you know, Papa's here. You know, daddy's here, you know, it's going to be fun. And, and my, my hands are on fire, and it's a different kind of fire. And I, I don't, you know, I, I just know that he wants to release his love in a, in a way that's so tangible, so real, that you'll never be able to doubt it again, that, um, you know, the, the reality of his love for you. And it's, you know, the, just in, in terms of establishing a foundation, when you talk about the orphan spirit, um, Jesus talked about it. He said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Do you remember that in, in John? You know, there, John? John, there's, you know, those chapters in John, you know, I, I get hung up in there a lot because John 14 through 17 and, and that whole dialogue with the disciples before he went to the cross and so on, it's so, so key to everything that has transpired, everything that is transpiring, even, even today. But he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to come and he's going to comfort you and he's going to, he's going to even indwell you and then I'm going to, it'll be the promise of the Father. And even as the Father backed me up, he's going to back you up. And you know, I don't think the disciples really got it. And you've heard me share some of this before. I don't think they, I don't think they, they really got it, but they got it. 
they got it in the book of Acts, didn't they? They, they turned the whole world upside down or upside right, however you want to view it. You know, and just in a, in a short period of time when the Holy Spirit came and empowered them and, and Papa backed them up just like he backed up Jesus. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm going to ask a few questions as we go through this and you can be pondering, you know, some of these questions. But you know, when we think in terms of the, the love of the Father, one of the opposites of love is fear, right? You know, so, you know, what would it be like in your life if you had no fear? Just think about it for a moment. What would it be like if, you know, if you had no fear? What if you had no fear of man? No fear of what others think about you because you are secure in the love of your heavenly Father and in his kind thoughts towards you. Do you know that, you know that he's, he, he's never, this is, a truth, this is a truth, he's never had a negative thought towards you? Never. Let that sink in. The Father has never had a negative thought towards you. Never. 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 So what would it be like if you had no fear? What would it be like to fully embrace and understand, you know, his, his kind thoughts towards you, his thoughts towards you? What would it be like to have no fear of opening your heart to truly experience the depth of God's love so that you could live and give away that love to the next person you meet? Because, see, that's what we're called to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things, and, and it's just, you know, we're, we're, there's two missions we can be on, right? Sometimes we can mix it up and think that there's a third mission, but there's the Father's mission, there's the enemy's mission, and then sometimes we think there's our mission. But our mission is not anything other than the enemy's mission. You know, so there's just two missions. So as our mission is really simple, be loved on by the Father and then give it away. Be loved on by the Father and give it away. Be loved on by the Father and give it away. Be loved on by the Father and give it away. I'm saying this, I'm repeating this for a reason because as I'm repeating it, the Spirit of God is increasing His presence in the room right now with the love of the Father. It's awesome, you know? It is. It's so good. I love it. More Lord. So if I zone out every so often, that's okay. I'm just enjoying the love of the Father, all right? And, uh, but it, 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 it's amazing, you know, and that's, it's such a simple mission. Our Father's mission is just to embrace His love for us, receive His love, and, it, and I, it's tangible. And we're going to go through this probably a little bit more next week in terms of the, the kinds of love that are described in the Word of God. You know, the agape love is incredible. You know, it's, it's just an absolutely incredible thing, the agape love of the Father. And, you know, that sent the Son and, and accomplished what Jesus accomplished. You know those three words, it is finished, you know, they're powerful words. What, what was finished? It's so that we can be complete and be brought all the way home into the Father's house. Be brought all the way back into His embrace, into this loving embrace of the Father. And as we get embraced by the Father and His love comes on us, we get to give it away. It's a, such a simple mission. But the enemy's mission, here's, here's the deal. The enemy's mission is he wants you to be, he wants to remind you of all the stuff you've done. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but, you know, he loves to remind you of all the stuff you've done so that you can't fully walk in the love of the Father. He wants you to be reminded. You know, there's, there's laws, right? You know, I've looked at law and grace for a long time and I kind of don't like the law stuff. You know, I don't like that religious stuff. 
don't like that. I love grace. Just absolutely love grace. Where would I be without grace? Where would you be without grace? Where would you be without mercy? But there's, there's grace and there's mercy and there's law, but there's laws. Do you know how orderly this universe is? I want you to think about it just for a moment. If it wasn't ordered, you know, we'd have planets colliding. We'd have all kinds of things happening. But there's, so there's laws that take place. And then there's this law in the Bible. It's called sowing and reaping. It's in Galatians, right? So we reap what we sow, but God doesn't want you to reap what you sow. I want you to hear that. The enemy wants you to reap what you sow, but God does not want you to reap what you sow. He's merciful. He's tender. He's kind. That's who he is. That's who our father is. He does not want you to reap what you sow. But the enemy does, and the enemy will do everything he can for you to reap what you sow. And if you don't align yourself with the love of the Father, you will reap what you sow. It's a law. Not the law, it's a law, like gravity, right? Anybody ever tried not to come off a roof? <laughs> when you step off, you know, I mean, it, kathunk, right? It's, it's, a, it's a law. The, the universe is ordered incredible, incredibly in an orderly fashion. So, the enemy is always trying to, you know, get us to reap what we, that's not the heart of the Father. It's not the heart of the Father. He wants, he wants us to reap his love. He wants us to reap his kindness. He wants us to, and, you know, if you think back in the garden, you know, what, what Adam and Eve did, they ran from God, they hid from God from the shame and all the rest of it. And often we do that. We just, we do the same things. You know, we, we mess up and instead of running to Papa, we, we, we hide in our shame. You know, perhaps, just perhaps, there's some of you here this morning that are hiding in your shame, and you don't have to. But what would it be like if there was no fear even in your marriage? What would it be like? What would it be like in your family, your other relationships, if, if there wasn't these areas of, of fear? What if you weren't afraid to, to trust, to become vulnerable, to reach out and touch others and, and let them touch you? What would it be like? That's what it's like walking as a son. That's what it's like walking as a daughter. That's what it's like walking in this incredible love. And what fear does is it paralyzes us. Fear absolutely paralyzes us. And it can stop us from making choices that will bring us warmth, security, and abundant life full of love, peace, and tenderness. Now, what if everyone in this house, this Cheyenne vineyard, was set free of the fear of trusting, the fear of rejection, um, or abandonment and the fear of opening their hearts to love and intimacy. What would it be like? That's what the Father wants. That's what the Father wants. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. I can imagine where fear isn't, you know, ruling or reigning and, and we can open up our hearts and, and it's scary to open up our hearts. I'm not talking from somebody that hasn't, you know, experienced things. It's, it's very scary to open up our hearts and to trust. But what would it be like? What would it be like? That's what it's going to take, guys. That's what it's going to take. For this, this great move of God that's happening right now worldwide, it's going, to, it's going to require us embracing his love and embracing one another and embracing one another's stuff so that we can, you know, bring them all the way home to Papa. Fear always disables us. We can know all, all about the things of God, and yet our fear of trusting and of intimacy can hold us back from receiving the benefits of what Jesus died for, to bring restoration and healing in our families and in our relationships. 
And I mentioned earlier that, you know, for years I've been looking at this and looking at those three words. I didn't mention this, but it is finished. And what does it mean? What, what did Christ accomplish for us? It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what he's accomplished for us. And, and the great thing is he, what he paved the way is that you and I can be sons and you and I can be daughters and we can be, we can be fully embraced by the Father and fully embraced by his love. So many of us as followers of Jesus do all the right Christian stuff. Yet fear continues to hold us back from casting ourselves fully into our loving Father's embrace. You know, I ask, I'm gonna, I told you I'm going to ask questions all the way through this, but do you rise up every morning feeling like a son or daughter, secure and confident in your Father's love and living to give that love to others? Or do you get up every day feeling like a slave, struggling constantly with fears of failure or rejection, unable to trust and wondering what you have to do to appease the master today. You know, I've made this statement before. When I, when I first became a follower of Jesus, I, had, I, had really, I really was a, a bad, you know, bad guy, kind of, you know, like one of those kind of guys that, you know, I really wondered if God could really forgive me. I really did wonder. And, and I, was, I was really set up in a really wonderful church that knew how to Put, bring me into slavery. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I was, it was wonderful, you know. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. I, I owed him so much, so I worked, 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 you know, so that I could work this salvation out, not the, the godly way, but, you know, as a slave. I mean, and I, man, I, I, I don't want to ever do that again. I don't ever want to be a slave. I don't want to ever feel like a slave. I don't want to ever, you know, walk in that realm. And some of you know what I'm talking about, you know, in terms of, you know, I, I was set up. I, mean, I, I came into freedom in Christ Jesus, and then the next thing I know, and Brenda can testify to this, I was at every meeting in the church, you know, because I, I had to go. I had to, I had to work to, to pay back God. What a dummy. My goodness. I mean, how, how dumb is that? There ain't none of us that can pay him back, Right? You know, it's a free gift, and it's so wonderful. And, and, you know, I love, honestly, I love walking as a son. I love walking, knowing that I'm a son. I love walking in security. I love walking in the warmth of his love. I love it that I know that I can go to daddy with anything. Any, any question I have, I can go to him, and, and he's, he's going to be there. doesn't always give me the answers I like, but he's going to be there, and he's going he's gonna to speak, and he's going to touch me. And, and, and it can be any day, every day, all day, you know, depending on what I'm doing. You know, he's always, always there. So again, I want to ask, what would, it, what would your life be like if you had no fear? We either live our life as, as if we have a home or we live our life as if we don't have a home. And I want you to understand this because there's a place for us. And, you know, Jesus even said that I go to prepare a place for you, right? Now, sometimes we always think this is off in the by and by somewhere, you know, when, whenever we go, you know, whenever we go that, you know, the six foot under route, you know, there is a place for us. But there's a place for us right now. There's a place for us right now in the Father's house. There's a place for us right now in his love, in his embrace, in his, in his tenderness, in his kindness. And again, I want you to hear this. He's never had a negative thought for you. Never. Never. Get your heads around that, but then let it go from the head to the heart because he's never had a negative thought towards you. Never. Even when you were totally against him and doing anything and everything that, that would that would make him, make you think that he would be angry at you. Never. Never. That's just incredible love. Wow. 
So we either live our life feeling safe, secure, and rest in, in Father's heart, experiencing love, his love and giving it away, or we live a life with apprehension and uncertainty, struggling constantly with a fear of trusting. And you know, you can, you can put these ones down because this is a big deal for, for most of us. The fear of trusting, the fear of rejection, and the fear of opening up our heart to love. And these are three fears that are very common to all people. So we live, think, and act like fatherless orphans because we've never truly embraced Father God's love on a personal level. In Jeremiah 31, um, 3b, it's in, in the message, it says, God told them, and this is, this is way cool, I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love, and more love. I like it. Actually, I love it. Because I expect love, love, and more love. Holy Spirit is just wanting to rest that on you right now. He just really wants to rest that on you. Love, 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 and more love. Isaiah 66 1 says, that is what the Lord's heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Not in a temple or any place else that is built by the hand of man. His resting place is in us and with his love. Revelations 21.3 And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. If you believe, and this, is, this is a biggie, all right? But if you, if you believe that God loves you just as you are, if you believe God loves you just as you are, that you don't have to change anything, let him do the changing, whatever he wants to do. But if you believe that God loves you just as you are, you can walk as a son. You can walk as a daughter. And it's really, it's really vital to, to have that go from here you know, to whatever that place is called the heart, so we really get it in a revelation sense, where, you know, if we really believe that he loves us just as we are, just as we are. It took me a while to figure that out, because I went the route of IOIO, so off to work I go. You know, I just kept on trying to work out my paying back him. And I just, it's just wonderful to know that I don't have to do anything and his love for me is not going to change. Nothing I can do that's going to make him love me more. Nothing I can do that's going to make him love me less. That's incredibly freeing for me. But if you believe God is mad at you, and that you always have to try to find out how to appease him, you'll live like an orphan. Now, I'm not going to ask for a strong of hands, but I know that in, in any kind of a gathering like this, there's those that actually feel that God's mad at them. He's not. I'm, I'm just speaking very simple truth today. He's, he's not mad at us. He loves us. It's, and it's, it's really quite incredible. It's an important distinction to recognize that he loves us. And, and, and he really does love us no matter what we do. You know, because if, if, you, if you really understand that God loves you the way he loves you, then you will treat others that way too. 
right? Do you find it really easy to love people? Because he's loved us, right? And the more he loves me, the more it's, it's, you know, it's easier to love people, even when they cut me off in traffic or whatever else, you know. And, um, don't always do great there, but, you know. Um, get him, God, you know. <laughs> it's fun riding with Sonny <laughs> when I'm driving. <laughs> John 1.14, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-kind glory like, fa- like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from the start to finish. Um, you know, what, I, what I'm learning to do, and it's an ongoing process, I am learning to, to relinquish all of my orphanhood so that I can walk as a true son. And I, I'll, I can promise you the next time, even next week, I'm going to be walking more as a son than I am now. I know it. I know it because, because of what he's doing in my life, because of what his love for me. I'm, I am going to know my sonship in a deeper way in one week from now than I do right now. And, and I'm going to know my sonship in a deeper way tomorrow than I do right now. And you know, that's, that's his heart for me. That's his heart for you. And that's, that's really what he really wants. And, and I, want to, I want to be like Jesus. I don't know about you guys. I want to be like Jesus. And I want to be like Jesus because Jesus did only what the Father showed him to do. And, and he was really very much in touch with the love of the Father. And you, you don't have to go too far in the Gospels to, to recognize that. He was so in touch with the love of the Father. As a man, he was so in touch with the love of the Father. So I'm, I'm learning you know, daily to relinquish this orphanhood and embrace sonship. I want to be a son you know, that has no problem running to Papa for anything. No problem running to my dad. Now, I, I didn't come from a... A, you know, real great dad background. Some of you have, some of you haven't. It doesn't matter what kind of backgrounds we came from. I know people that have come from really good dad backgrounds, earthly dad backgrounds, and they still operate like they're an orphan. And then I've seen people that have come from like these incredibly crazy dad backgrounds, and they walk like sons. They walk proud as sons and not in a, in a bad way they walk because they know the love of the father they know who they are in him and I'll, I'll say this again every revival and every revivalist they've all had this incredible touch from the love of the father and if you read about them and read about their experiences it's really quite incredible and god used them mightily and i'll say it again in, in this room, there's, there are those that are going to be touched and transformed by the love of the Father, and you will be history makers. You will change history because of the love of the Father, because of the, the transformational love of the Father. And I, I'm, I'm going to go on record. I don't do this. I've never done this before, but I know in my spirit I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a history changer. I know. I'm 61 years old, and I'm, I'm doing this dumb thing, going to Cambodia, selling everything, going to Cambodia, and I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry. I am going to have the time of my life over there. I am going to have, I'm going to have destiny. I'm going to be able to see thousands come to Christ. I'm going to be able to see thousands that are going to be touched by the, this incredible love of the Father. So don't be feeling sorry for me. You know, this, the junk that we got rid of, I thought it was worth money for crying out loud. Nobody even wanted to pay for it. So I just gave it away, you know. I was like, oh, you want that? Take it. You know, you want to take that? You know. We sold some. But we sold our car. 
And, you know, Sonny blessed us with letting, letting us use his car. But, you know, don't feel bad for me. I'm telling you why. I'm going to have the, I am, I know. Both Brent and I know we're going to have the time of our lives. The Holy Spirit spoke to us that this is volume two. You know, volume one has been written. And I loved volume one. I had a lot of fun in volume one. But the Father spoke to me. It was in the middle of the night. And he spoke to me that he was going to write volume two with me. We're going to write it together, Earl. We're going to write it together, and I'm going to ride this wave of grace, and it's going to take us into that nation of Cambodia, and it's going to take us beyond the nation of Cambodia because there's a nation after nation after nation that wants to be reached by Christ and that wants to be touched by the love of the Father. It wants to be touched. There's plenty of orphans over there, but there's plenty of them that don't have an orphan spirit. You understand? They, they understand the love of the Father, and all we got to do, all Brennan and I got to do is lean into it a little bit more of this love of the Father, and we're going to see a whole nation come to Christ. A whole nation is going to come to Christ, and it ain't going to be because of me. It's going to be because of him. It's going to be because of Father. It's going to become a, because of Papa. So I, I know what I'm talking about. I really do. You know, we, as we went through this whole process, and I don't feel at home anymore at our place. It's the, the walls echo, you know, and because um, all the paintings are gone, all the, you know, we're, we're living like college kids, really. We've got, a, we've got this, this really ugly love seat in the living room that used to be for our dog. And uh, <laughs> it, was her, it was her seat, you know, still got her hair on it. You know, she passed away in April. But anyhow, um, we got this, this love seat in the living room, and, and it, it really became a reality you know, the first, the first weekend, they started moving some of our stuff out, you know. You know, people bought some of it. And uh, we were, un, were taking all this stuff out of a, the china cabinet. And, you know, Brenda's been collecting this china for over 40 years. And we got it in boxes. We might not ever open them, but we got it in boxes. But it really became a reality, <laughs> like, two weeks ago, when the kitchen table, the dining room table, and... The, the living room furniture went out the front door. And so we moved this love seat that was in our bedroom downstairs and we eat off of TV trays. <laughs> and the TV is already spoken for and it's on a cardboard box. And it's, it's like, what's wrong with this picture? Well, I think it's what's right with this picture. You know, it's like, woo I'm I'm really pumped. I'm pumped that I get to come here and just release the love of the Father that he's, He's released to me, and you know I I'm going with some um, reservation because there's nothing I can do on my own. There I I I learned this everything the hard way, but um, but I learned I can't do it on my own. It's all about Him. It's all about the Father. It's all about the Holy Spirit. And, it, and if you study the life of Jesus enough, you know He only did what the Father showed Him to do. And, and it's, it's really not rocket science. It's pretty simple. You just have, a, have to have an intimate relationship with the Father. And you draw near to him, he draws near to you. And I've proven that over and over and over. He just, you know, he just, as I draw near to him, he draws near to me, and he, and he speaks to me. He talks to me. Sometimes he, me, you know. <laughs> I'm a son. I'm a son. You can read about it in Hebrews. What, you know, regular earthly father doesn't discipline a son or a daughter, right? I don't always like the discipline, 
But I do like the fruit of it. I do like the fruit of it. In Hebrews 11:6, it says it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares, and I want you to hear this part of it, and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. He cares enough to respond to those that seek him. What an incredible thing, right? You know, we seek him, he responds to us, and he cares enough to respond to us. And he can respond to the whole world all at the same time, which is mind-boggling. In 1 John 4, 14 through 19, I want to just bring a little bit of a contrast between love and fear. Uh, Verse 14, also we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. I I want you to catch that, continuously in an intimate relationship with God. There's, there's nothing greater than having intimate times with him, intimate times with, with my dad and yours. I love it when he sneaks up on me, too. And he just, you know, he just surprises me. It's, it's wonderful, this intimate relationship with him. We know it so well. You know, I, I want to I say something here. I'm, I'm not, I won't apologize for my intimate relationship with Father. I have an intimate relationship with my dad. And I'll never apologize for it. Never. Because it's, it's, it's set me free. It's transformed my life. It's changed me. Just being with my dad. Just being with my dad. It's such an awesome thing. Whew. I don't know why I said it the way I said it, but I just... I love having a relationship with him. I love that he loves having a relationship with me. I want to I give you, when I'm thinking of it, I want to give you a little assignment. I want you to go before the Father and ask him what he thinks of you. Do that. Go before the Father and ask him what he thinks of you. I might share what he thinks about me next week. I don't know. But I'd never done that in 30-some years of following him. I did it just you know, a few months ago. And I was blown away what Father thinks about me. Totally blown away. My dad and yours. It's powerful. It's powerful. So I can, I, you know, I got my little cell phone thing, and I typed it all out on the cell phone, what Papa thinks of me. And some of it I wouldn't, wouldn't share. Just wouldn't. Because it's between him and me. I've shared it with Brenda, but shared it with Sonny. But anyhow, I might share quite a bit of it because I, I really believe that's the Father wants to speak to you guys. He wants, he, wants to sh- he wants to share what he actually thinks about you, how he sees you. He really, he really does. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but, you know, I was challenged by the Holy Spirit through, you know, this class that I was doing to do that, and I did it. And... uh God, God, I don't like getting up in the middle of the night. I don't like being woke up in the middle of the night. But this one was a special time, and and it was it went on for several hours. Just the Holy Spirit, and Father, just talking to me in terms of what He thought of me. So, you know, I'm not, I don't make any apologies for my intimate relationship with Papa, my intimate relationship with Daddy, and I'm, I'm I don't make any apology for calling him Dad, because he is my Dad. 
He is absolutely my dad, and I am so grateful. So everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced it, heart and soul, this love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a, full, in a life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. Verse 17, this way, love has the run of the house. I love, I love how the message puts it. You all know that I like the message. Um, there's the, this way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home, and mature in us. You see, when I was talking about, you know, next week, by next week, I'm going to have a different understanding or a deeper understanding of my sonship because it's maturing in me. This love of the Father is maturing in me. And it's, it's, it's hopefully, you know, the whole deal is that it becomes evident to others that this love of the Father is maturing in me. And, and hopefully, the people that I touch, they, they get touched by the love of the Father. Man, I can feel his love so much right now. Like, you know, it's like, wow. It's, it's really good. It's really good. It feels so good. I just, I love it. You know, so this way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. Just put that word somewhere, you know. It's, our standing is, is identical as, that, as it was with Christ. Identical. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I think it's mind-boggling that his love is that, that big, that deep, that, you know, that we have an identical standing in the world just like Christ had when he was on this earth. Verse 18, there's no room in love for fear. Well-formed love vanishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. We, though, we, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First we were loved, now we loved. He loved us first. And I don't know about you guys, but I really didn't think I was capable of God loving me. I really didn't think he could because I did too many things that I, you know, that I was, past tense, ashamed of. You know, there's no more shame. The shame is gone. Thank you, Jesus. It's wonderful. It's wonderful walking, knowing that I'm a, I'm a son and I don't have to carry that stuff. I just, it's, it's gone. So again, I ask, what would your life be like if you had no fear? The choice is yours. Fear, it's a pretty simple choice. Fear or father's embrace. Fear or father's embrace. I just got embraced. I'm not making this up, guys. Hmm. I hope that as we have these two weeks together, what assured helps you to choose no fear and choose the Father's embrace. Um, I want to. I want to. There's lots here. I I do want to share that one scripture out of John where. You know, Jesus, Jesus really shared that he will not leave us orphaned. It's in John 14, um, beginning at verse 15. It says, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. I will talk to the Father, and he will provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world can't take him 
in because it does, doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. Verse 18 is really key to a lot of the things that you know, I want to be sharing. But I will not leave you orphaned. orphaned. I'm coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive, and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father, and you're in me, and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that, that's, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and make myself plain to him. And that's, that's what he's doing. He's making himself plain to us. Now, that was a promise that Jesus made, and, and there's so much as you read through John 14, 15, 16, 17, and so on, just, you know, the, you know, the backing of the Father for the disciples, and, the, um, and then walking in, in the fullness of sonship, walking in the, you know, the, the a place of, of security, a place of warmth, you know, a, a knowing that you're at home. You're at home. You're at home. I want to, what time, what time is it? It's probably time to wind her down, huh? Um, what I'd like to do this morning, I really, I, I started off by saying that there's three, I think there's, there's at least three types of individuals here this morning. Those that you have a, a good handle on sonship, but all of us want to go deeper in this embrace deeper in the father's embrace and so you know what i'd like to do is i'd you know it's it's difficult sometimes because i don't want to i don't want to put people in categories because the father doesn't but you know where you're at in your own heart so you know just let the heart you know your own heart guide you because the father sees us all exactly the same the problem is we don't see ourselves the way the father sees us you know, so if you have a, a good handle on sonship, I, w- I want you to, I really do, I want you to come forward, and then we're going to pray for those that have been maybe struggling with, with sonship and, and, you know, being a, an embraced, you know, just being embraced by the Father. You know, I'm, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to come and increase. He's already here. He just, his presence is so manifest. And so I really felt like that's what the Lord wanted us to do. And Jay, but just those of you that, you know, you already have a really good sense of sonship, daughtership. You know, there's no, I, wanna, I really want to pray for you because it's, it's out of that that we're going to be able to release the same love that we've been loved with the others. And that's what we'll do this morning. So I want to, I want to, Pray and release more of the Father's embrace to all of you. And then, and then those that want to, maybe the circumstances of life have kind of messed with you a little bit and, and you've stepped back into being an orphan, what I call that stinking thinking stuff, you know. And it's easy to do that. Then we want to, you know, we just want to bless. And then there's perhaps those of you that have never really felt the love of the Father. And I didn't go into some of the, you know, the Greek words on love, and I might do that next week, but there's a, there's a, a, a dynamic of the Father's love that's, that's very practical. 
And Lord, Lord spoke to me that I was just kind of to be a living epistle. That's why I shared with you when God was embracing me. He was, he was really embracing me. He was really loving on me. And he's doing it right now. So, Father, we just invite your presence now. Invite your presence. And, Lord, I ask that you would embrace your sons and daughters. And I ask, Lord, that this embrace would go deeper than it's ever gone before. Deeper than it's ever gone before. And, Lord, that, that even as today ends and tomorrow begins, there will be a greater depth again of your love. Of your love. Of your love. And just receive his embrace. It's a, it's a real deal. It's tangible. You know, there's different expressions of love in the, in the New Testament in the Greek. And, and the agape love is so powerful. But the, the filial love, and then there's, a, there's a, another, there is another love. And it's not in, it's not in the New Testament but another Greek word for love that really is really is tied to the heart of the mother. So you know, God created man in His image. So there's a there's a something powerful about a, the mother, the mother part of God. I don't get it, but there's something very powerful about it, and that's one of the things that He wants to release here. It's just that nurturing love that a, a mother heart has you know fathers get to touch it because of the father but that mother heart stuff is Holy Spirit come more more wow come with your embrace Papa come with your embrace love on your children love 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 on your children What's your name? Are you shy? Hmm? Are you shy? He loves the little children. Galena, he loves you. Father loves you. Jesus loves you. He does. Yes. Embrace us, Father. Embrace us. Embrace us. Praise us, Lord. I want to just—we're going to start laying hands on. You know, there's a, there's a. I think if there's anything that I learned over the years about the love of the Father is, you not only experience it, but you get to give it away. And there's an impartation of it that can be released through the laying on of hands. And I got the biggest mint in the world, you know, right now. But I'll tell you what, it's better than not. <laughs> Papa likes to have fun. I like having fun with him. The Holy Spirit, come. Guys, if you just, just get a, a release to go and just begin laying hands, and we're just going to release more of his love. Hmm. Right now, some of you are experiencing just a, a real peaceful resting of his presence on your shoulders, and uh, that's a good thing. 
It's a really good thing. So I want to repeat what Errol said a minute ago. Uh, we want to invite anyone to come to the front who wants to receive more of the Father's love, more of an impartation, more of a revelation of the Father's love this morning. 